0: Welcome to Help Me to Understand, a podcast where women give their voices to issues of social justice, political activism, giving back, and other topics relevant today. I'm your host, Felicia Garland. As you look around, you can't avoid the fact that we live in an age of political and social divisions, global warming, economic and racial inequality, and a breakdown in many of our social structures. And that was just this morning's news. I find it can be all so confusing and I bet you do as well. Perhaps you'd like to make a difference in the world, even if only a small one, but you feel you need more knowledge and understanding around the issues we face in order to develop the tolerance, empathy, and compassion you need to become a force for good. It's my mission with this podcast to hear from women who are working every day to make a difference. So welcome, curious listener, to this journey of discovery and understanding. I'm so glad you're here. Together, let's become a force for good. With me today is Betty Gardner. Betty is the president and chief executive officer of Girl Scouts of Northern New Jersey and has been since its formation in 2007. Prior to that, she was CEO of Girl Scouts' Lene Lanipe Council. Betty has been with Girl Scouts for over 30 years, holding leadership positions in communications, fund development, product sales, and membership recruitment. She's also active in a number of other organizations, including Patterson, New Jersey Rotary Club, where she was a past president. Other organizations include Leadership Morris, Bergen Leeds, and the Sussex County Chamber of Commerce. Betty's a graduate of Rowan University and a resident of Sparta, New Jersey. Hi, Betty, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Felicia, thank you so much for having me. So let's start with, I know very little about Girl Scouts and scouting. I raised two sons, and so they weren't involved. I grew up in the 60s, and although I had friends who were Girl Scouts, I never was one myself. So my view of scouting is very dated. And i read that Girl, scouting, uh, Girl Scout troops were established in 1912, and there are over 1.7 million girls currently involved in Scout. And I'm sure you've seen a lot in 30 years. Just to start at kind of at a high level, what exactly is Girl Scouting now in 2020? And how is Scouting relevant to girls today?
1: Thank you, Felicia. That is a great question. Uh, a lot of people, we say we're very well known, the Girl Scouts, but not everybody knows exactly what it is that we do today. And as you said, we were founded in 1912 by an amazing innovator, Juliet Gordon-Lowe, um, who really founded the Girl Scouts as a way to help girls um, in those times who, you know, had a very specific role in society, and she wanted them to really learn more and to break out and and to do sports, which was unheard of, and you know, she was the first woman in Savannah, Georgia, to drive a car. So she really was a trailblazer, and we continue that today. Um, so yes, we've been around for a long time, but we're not the same. We are always changing, and my I like to say we we try to keep up with the speed of girls. We're a little behind. <laughs> we can never right be right before them, but we do evolve. Um, so the Girl Scouts that many people know, great organization, always has been. But today, we really are about leadership. We're about teaching girls as young as five to speak up, to be proud of who they are, to really help others. And that camaraderie, that sisterhood, which has been around for over 100 years, that continues. And we see in today's society, the need for women to help women, girls to help girls is even more vital than ever. You know, we've made great strides in over 100 years as women, but we still have a way to go. We know the, the pay gap is terrible, um, especially for women of color. Um, we know that women aren't representative in our, you know, in our government, in corporations, you know, wherever. Women are more than half the population, yet we don't have more than half of the representation in most of these areas. And one of the things we do know that Girl Scouts is a success story is that the women who are in these positions, whether it's in government, whether it's in corporations, um, whether it's small business owners, most of the women got their start in Girl Scouts. More than half of women business entrepreneurs today were Girl Scouts. We've never had more than half of the population be Girl Scouts. So today we focus on fun activities. Um, you know, Who wants to do it if it's not fun? Um, but we also do that fun with a purpose. Um, we really talk about our four pillars, as we call them, are STEM. Um, so that wasn't around when I was a Girl Scout, science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, a big focus of ours, because we know most positions in the future will have some STEM component. I mean, doesn't we love engineers, we love doctors, but graphic designers, fashion designers, everyone uses some kind of STEM these days. And I say we all walk around with STEM in our pocket, in our phone. So STEM is one, the outdoors, we're great. Pillars of um, stewards of the outdoors, making sure girls have that outdoor experience, whether it's a walk around the block or, you know, a week away at camp, learning how to really be one with nature and how to protect our environment. Life skills, we want girls to grow up and have skills that will carry with them forever and ever, Um, and that could be whether that's relationships, um, whether that's specific skills If you would have asked me 20 years ago, would Girl Scouts focus on sewing? I would say no, (laughs) Uh, because you (laughs) know. That's what I remember back in the yeah, and and we we got away from that because it wasn't as contemporary. But we're back to that now because you know, home economics as I knew it in school or life skills in school have been cut, and so you know, who doesn't need to know how to sew on a button? And all the do-it-yourself shows are about you know, baking and sewing, and obviously the pandemic has taught us that we really need to fend for ourselves in our homes, um, and those skills really come in. And then our fourth pillar is entrepreneurship, as I said, helping women become business owners or learn business skills, um, and a lot of that is through our Iconic Cookie Program, which most people do know us for, Delicious Girl Scout Cookies. But the skills that our girls learn, selling the cookies, delivering them, they learn about, you know, uh, supply inventory. Um, This year we learned about how to be flexible um, Mm -hmm. when you can't be in a store out in front of a store. You know, how do you pivot your sale to a digital experience? How do you do curbside pickup or drop-off with contactless transactions? Um, So those those entrepreneur skills um, really do carry through. And so, you know, we're we're still, um, which is a great aspect of Girl Scouting, we're a volunteer-led organization. You know, I'm the CEO, I am a staff member, but there's very few staff with uh, over 24,000 Girl Scouts. It's our volunteers who work directly with the girls in most cases. They're great role models, they're great mentors, and they bring their own experiences to the Girl Scouts. And most Girl Scouts even, you know, today, depending on how, on how long ago you were Girl Scout, remember your Girl Scout leader's name and you remember all the great things that you did. Um, so that's just a little bit about, you know, where we were and how yeah. and where we are now. And obviously with the pandemic, Girl Scouts has changed again in the past few months. A lot of things that we're doing are virtual, Girl Scouts at Home, which has been a great way for girls to continue their Girl Scout experience or for new girls to join You know, two weeks ago, we had a, or a few weeks ago, we had a call with the CEO of General Motors um, talking about her experiences and how she got to where she was. Um, We've had calls with, you know, elected officials and really, you know, calls with astronauts, things that you might not get in person and also experiences, you know, different activities that you can do that are fun, but also help you grow. And also we're focusing on things that you can do with your family since we're mm-hmm. all, you know, still pretty much at home.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's a lot more than just selling cookies. I don't even know where to start with so many things you talked about. There's, uh, I had no idea. That is a fantastic statistics. And if I got this right, 50% of female entrepreneurs were Girl Scouts. Correct. Yes. That's, I don't know how much you promote that, but that is a fabulous this fabulous statistic. You guys almost have sort of an activist being so pro woman is and supportive of women is almost a kind of an activist uh, sort of take on it. And I hope some of the practical skills include financial literacy, given my <laughs> my background and what I care about. Where exactly? What would you say when you've made Girl Scouts have made these changes and evolved with the times? what's the source of source of that? Or how do you go about it? Or who, who decides that sort of thing? And then again, just as an aside, so many of the things you teach and support are very, they're practical, but it sounds like you do it in a very fun way. But I imagine the girls are going, learning how to sell cookies, but you're not saying, okay, this is entrepreneurship. This is what it looks like. They're learning it by doing it, not learning any of these things by reading about it. So I know there was a lot there, but let's go back just to where, what's the impetus or what's the, how do you actually go about changing the programs over the last hundred years and the focus? There's a lot of research, obviously,
1: that goes into this. And, you know, as you just said, girls learn by doing, those are the really, the processes that we always think about with girls. And that's why Girl Scouts is a single gender organization. It is girl led where girls learn by doing and they learn cooperatively. So it's about teamwork. It's about hands on. And then it's about what do we want to do? So a lot of what happens and how we change the program and how we evolve is through research. It's, you know, asking girls themselves, what would you like to do? You know, what is it that you're interested in? And obviously, a five-year-old is going to answer differently than a 12-year-old. We also have at Girl Scouts of the USA, um, we have a developmental psychologist on staff who really looks at age-appropriate activities. So, um, you know, a first grader may be learning about civics in a different way than a 10th grader is learning about civics. And so that is something that we really look at. And the program development team really looks at also those age-appropriate activities and then taking into consideration like what's happening in the world today. Again, when I was a Girl Scout growing up, you know, cybersecurity, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now we have badges about cybersecurity Mm -hmm. um, and about coding and, you know, that is something. So we are always looking at the, the trends in the world, but not that they're just trends that come and go but you know how is the world changing and how can the girl scouts help our girls navigate in that world that is ever changing so even though skills that i learned as a girl scout you know maybe aren't as relevant today it's that girl led learn by doing cooperative learning that still sticks with me and i will say as a girl scout you know when i was a child I didn't know the impact. I just thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I got to be with my friends. My leaders were nice. You know, it was something that we did. Uh And I enjoyed it very much. But I didn't know until later. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. When they asked us if we wanted to do A or B, that was giving us a choice, which you don't get in school. You Uh know, you don't get in a lot of other activities. And I always say, especially today, there's so much pressure on our young people to do well. To do well in school, you know, to excel in something, whether it's sports or music or dance, and Girl Scouts, we don't put that pressure on. It's it's it's. Let's do this together. Let's take a risk. If it doesn't work out, it's okay. No harm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, let's try it again. Mm -hmm. And you don't get that opportunity in school. You know, even as young as kindergarten. You know, it's about did I learn the skill? Can I move on to the next level? In Girl Scouting, it's about what can we take away from this experience. If something doesn't work, it's like, all right, what did we learn from that? Not like, oh no. And I mean, it could be in the beginning. It's like, oh no, Mm -hmm. we're trying to launch a rocket and it didn't go anywhere. But step back, why didn't it go anywhere? Mm -hmm. What can we do differently next time? And those are the things that really help us. And I will say that we also talk to you know major businesses about what are you looking for employees. And mm-hmm. it's really that team group setting work. Most jobs aren't done in, a, in isolation anymore. You have to be able to work in a team. And so Girl Scouting really brings that team work together. And we always say that we discover, we connect, and we take action. So we discover the world around us. Um, we connect with others to help us solve whatever problem we're trying to solve. And then we take action to do it. Um, You know, we say Girl Scouts um, have courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. No matter what we're doing, it's about how can we do this as a sister. And so that's why the single gender is still so important. You know, people say to me, well, you know, come on. Um, Why do we still need an organization for girls only? Well, all the research shows that girls still don't raise their hand as much in school. You know, research will tell you that women, girls, before we take a step forward, we want to know exactly that we know one hundred percent what we're doing. Whether it's an answer, a new job, and men and and good for them. You know, boys, they'll raise their hand. They'll take that step. Oh, I'm I'm fifty percent qualified for, for that job. I'm going to apply for it anyway. Girls need that encouragement. They need that space where they can speak out. They need that space where they have a camaraderie, a sisterhood to support each other, and they need the 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 place to be able to do it safely, um, without—I mean, we know girls as young as five and six worry about what the boys are thinking. Mm -hmm. You don't need to worry about that in Girl Scouts. You just do your own thing. You know, make sure that you you feel comfortable. You know, we're all about a safe space, and so that's a little bit about how we get to where we are now and and Mm -hmm. how we
0: keep changing. But you know, we really try to listen to the girls' voice. Uh, Well, I'm glad you mentioned about the single gender program because that is that does come up sometimes in discussion. You know, would girls be better off if they pr- participated in a co-ed program? Would it toughen them up? But I know the statistics that you cite about women, yes, they don't apply for a job until they think they have 100% of the qualifications. They don't tend to raise their hand. That happens a lot. So I can see where a, a girls centered girl-led, girl-designed type programs would help them learn how to speak up, take pride in what they do. And I'm also interested, you, you provide a safe space to fail, but to learn from failure, which I think is not in the curriculum. As you said, it's accomplished a task, move to the next level, and failure is awful. I mean, it's not, you just don't want to fail. And I think that adds pressure to the kids. Do you think that's, you think the safe to fail situation is a good is good for girls?
1: Yes, I believe that it, it really is important for girls. And we don't talk about, oh, you failed or no, you no. Know, that didn't work out, but it is. And actually our our parents, when we do research on our parents, they want girls to take risk because they know that there's not a lot of opportunity elsewhere to do so. So whether it's, you know, one of the great things, you know, we have awesome outdoor properties, our camps, and um, most of them feature zip lines. And I will tell you that there are, you know, incredible feats of courage (laughs) every day on a zip line (laughs) because Uh, you have to step off the platform, you know, to be able to have the exhilarating fun of zipping. So, you know, and I had a, a Girl Scout tell me who was in high school that, you know, she went with her Girl Scout. Troop to a camp, one of our camps, and she was so nervous about this. Like they all are so excited about the zip lining, and she was so nervous. She didn't know she could do it. She didn't want to step off. But her Girl Scout sisters encouraged her. They're like, "You can do it. It's okay. Just one step." But they she also said they also said, "If you can't do it, it's okay. Come mm-hmm. back down." Yeah, the support is great. And she did it. She stepped off. She was so proud of herself. She said, "If I went with my brothers." or another group of, of boys and girls,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would have been shamed.
0: If, yes, that's you know, a good point. It would have
1: been like, you can't do it. Oh, look at you. You can't do it. And she said, but I didn't feel like that with the Girl Scouts. She said, I felt proud of myself. And either way, it was okay. And so that's the thing is that we, we need girls to know either way it's okay, mm-hmm. but you can do it. And when others are supporting you, it's so important that you know that I have this group behind me. And so that risk-taking, you know, whether it's stepping off a platform to go Mm zip-lining or it's, you know, trying to an experiment that you've never done before and it may not work, those are all little chances that our girls have to do something that they might not be able to do otherwise. And I would say that girls live in a co-ed society, you know, Mm -hmm. this is a co-ed society. So they get that chance you know, to, to be with, with boys and, and most girls and boys do not go to a single gender school. Mm -hmm. Um, Some do, but most don't. So they're in a co-ed society. So this opportunity to be in a single gender girl only safe space is a wonderful respite for them from that co-ed society.
0: So I know Girl Scouts has been trying to expand the programs and participation into Uh, more disadvantaged or you have more diversity and inclusion, girls that might normally not have access to the programs, you've done a lot of outreach. Can you talk a little bit about that? How you do it, why you do it, where the funding comes from to even do it? Yes, great, thank you.
1: I mean, it's one of my goals and um, Girl Scouts of Northern New Jersey and Girl Scouts across the country, we really feel that every girl should have the opportunity to be a Girl Scout. Um, and so in a lot of areas, especially lower socioeconomic status areas, um, we don't have the volunteers. As I said earlier, we're a volunteer organization. Um, so if we don't have the volunteers, then we don't have a space for girls. Um, and a lot of times we don't have the volunteers in areas where they're not familiar with the Girl Scout program. If you didn't mm-hmm. grow up in an area that had Girl Scouts, you might not know who we are, what we do. Or you might be working, you know, two or three jobs to, to keep your family well-fed and, you know, a roof over your, your heads. Or you just really don't understand volunteerism, especially if you are new to this country and come from somewhere that volunteerism... There's a lot of countries where there's not even a word for volunteer. Um, that is, you know, specifically American where, where, you know, volunteers. So we do a lot of um, education in areas where Girl Scouting really isn't as um, well-known. But we also do programming that is staff-led, which is unusual but necessary so that girls have the opportunity to be a Girl Scout. So we will go into areas and work with schools or houses of worship or community centers and have um, staff who will deliver a short-term Girl Scout program, um, usually focused on STEM or healthy living so that girls have that opportunity to learn the Girl Scout Promise and the Girl Scout Law, um, learn about being a Girl Scout, uh, and also learn some, some great skills. And depending on the group that we're working with, if, you know, do they want STEM, which we know a lot of girls are not. STEM is a very popular topic these days, uh-huh. but it doesn't sure it always exist in a girl-only environment uh-huh. where girls can, can be themselves and try new things. But also healthy living, self-esteem, you know, really depending on, on, on what the needs are of that area. And then we hope to, and have been successful, but would like to be more successful, turn some of those groups or troops into volunteer-led groups or troops. Mm-hmm. So we could always use more volunteers everywhere, everywhere, every demographic, but especially in areas um, of lower so- socioeconomic status. We could use volunteers, you know, you don't have to live in the area. Um, you can work with a group of girls on whatever basis you want, you know, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, once a month, um, or come in for a special project. We are always looking for volunteers to work with our girls so we can expand the the reach of the Girl Scout program. And you asked about how it's funded. So we do get funding from corporations, from individuals. We can always use more funding, especially this year. <laughs> we <Who> can? <Yep. laughs> especially this year. And I, I think it's interesting. One of the statistics I looked up, because I've heard it, but I wanted to double check it. Only 1.6% of total charitable giving is um, for women and girls organizations. So in the world itself, um, we talk about how we want women to, to be more represented. We want to give women equal rights. We want women of color to be represented, um, but we need to put our money where our mouth is. We need to donate more money to organizations that support women and girls.
0: Well, hopefully more people will learn about it. <laughs> However, Betty, through the, through the podcast, it's interesting, I hadn't thought about new immigrants coming in and, and their, again, their parents not knowing anything about it, maybe not even speaking English, and, and the girls, how they could really benefit benefit from this. I know COVID, as you started out by saying, has made it very difficult, or not difficult, you've had to adapt. Does the virtual work sort of help this diversity and inclusion? Assuming the girls can have access to a computer. I'm sure when you had that great interview with the CEO of um, General Motors, that had to be done virtually for all the girls. So has it has COVID in a sense helped you in that regard in promoting the program to places that wouldn't normally have it? COVID-19 has
1: been, as we say, we'll, we'll take, we'll make, make a challenge into an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, so our opportunity is to reach more girls, girls who maybe couldn't join a troop that met on a specific date and time. So it has opened up availability to girls who are maybe, you know, we're in a Girl Scout troop that the volunteers didn't continue and now they, you know, weren't able to meet. So it has given a lot of time and space that girls could use to, and to follow their own interest. So one of the things though, that you just mentioned is the access. So we are looking to make sure that girls have access. Not only is it available to them, but they have, you know, some families have one laptop. Mm -hmm. And so if, you know, parent or grandparent is working on the laptop, you know, child doesn't get to use it at that specific time. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of our things are also taped. So we do them live, but then we tape them Mm -hmm. so that you could go back and, you know, go to our YouTube channel and watch. And we also have some great activities that we at Girl Scouts of Northern New Jersey do. um, We were doing on Fridays and that you Know it would premiere at a certain time on a Friday, but you could always go back and watch it if you weren't available at that time. Um, so it, it, it does, and it also has opened up the whole world to Girl right. Scouts. Yes. I mean, our geographic territories or jurisdictions have expanded. So if I want to learn about sea turtles, you know, in California, I could join a group there that's working on sea turtles in California. And if somebody wants to join our discussion with, you know, astronauts. Um, One of the great things we did in the very beginning was we had a hidden figures watch party for cadet and uh, what we call cadet and senior and ambassador Girl Scouts, middle and high school Girl Scouts. And an astronaut came and talked about, you know, her experience. And then, you know, we we watched hidden figures together. So girls from across the country could do that. Um, So it has really given a lot of different topics and interest. Um, and we as Girl Scouts, you know, we're sisters to every Girl Scout, so if, if you want to join something here in northern New Jersey, please do. If you want to join something in, you know, Texas, go ahead. You know, we want our girls to, to really have that global experience, and we've had girls, um, we have Girl Scouts overseas that have joined in on, on experiences here as well, so, uh, you know, I encourage families that have girls in kindergarten through 12th grade to come to our website at gsnnj.org, which is Girl Scouts of Northern New Jersey.org, gsnnj.org, or girlscouts.org. And, you know, click on Girl Scouts at Home, and you'll see all of the great opportunities that girls can participate in.
0: So in part of that, expanding access to all these different topics and um, experiences, I could a girl in Northern New Jersey speak to another Girl Scout in, as you said, in California or Florida or wherever or across the world somewhere to talk about almost like a pen pal, but they have scouting in, um, you know, together, they have that shared experience plus now the internet. So is that something that they can do? I mean, that's a really opens up the world to a girl.
1: They can. And and it really depends on, you know, what kind of program activity that we're doing. Um, but I will, you know, another great example is this summer, you know, we, we did not run in person camp. Um, it just wasn't feasible. Wasn't, you know, had the best interest of campers and the staff at heart. So we did not run in person camp, which was heartbreaking, but you know, this is, this is a pandemic and that's what we had to do. So we ran a virtual camp connection. And so we had girls from other parts of the country participate in Camp Connection. And so they were on a Zoom call and they were with their counselors and they could interact. And, you know, as you just said, with the Internet, depending on the age of the girl, of course, they can continue to connect. And I think back to when I was a child, you know, a pen pal was so exciting to have a yep. pen pal. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we kind of got away from that. Um, but we're actually seeing girls writing letters to each other. Oh, um, not just using technology, but, That's you know, a
0: skill. That's a life back. skill that doesn't
1: change. Yeah. And, and, you know, who gets mail anymore that's not, well, adults. We get all of our, you know, bills, bills right. them electronically. You know, but kids don't get mail. So to get a letter from another Girl Scout is very exciting. And so we're, we're trying to connect more, more of that. And it also, you know, great small, small motor coordination and handwriting. So, mm-hmm. you know, helping with that as well. But, yeah, girls can really um, use the technology to, to reach out to each other, you know, across, across
0: the nation, across the world. Yeah, handwriting is another one of those life <laughs> skills that that is kind of starting to go away. But it it's a shame. So I just wanted to because it really s- struck me when I looked at your website, kind of going back to this sort of activist sort of role that I was surprised about Girl Scouts. But you guys have taken a pretty strong position on some social issues, including Black Lives Matter, and have very strong, very strong statement. And you even almost encourage girls to wear their, I think it's a sash or a, some kind of their a vest or something to show that they're Girl Scouts, even in peaceful protests. I thought that was very interesting. Can you speak just briefly about that?
1: Yes, of course. So Girl Scouts, as I said, are a sister to every Girl Scout. And our job is to make the world a better place. And we believe in Equal rights for everyone. We believe in racial justice, social justice. Um, one of the things is Girl Scouts is a nonpartisan organization. We like to say we're not red or blue, we're Girl Scout Green, but we do believe that everyone has equal rights. Um, we believe every Girl Scout and every person should have a voice. Um, you know, we're really strong on civics and making sure that girls understand how the government works and how local government works Um, most decisions are that we're impacted by are at local levels you know Mm -hmm. Um, and so our stance on black lives matter is that we believe that every life matters but right now black lives are not being considered as worthy in some cases as other lives so you know we did take a stand And we are also working, I'm working with my staff, and we're working with the YWCA of Northern New Jersey on a 21-day challenge to help people understand the history of oppression in this country, why people don't always have the opportunity that others have, you know, what exactly is hindering the growth um, in the African-American community in some aspects um, so, you know, we're working on that and we'll be, that'll be launching in September of 2020. And we're also helping our volunteers and we'll be rolling that out to our volunteers as well. There's a lot of issues in this country and, and locally. I say we live in a very diverse state. Mm-hmm. New Jersey is very diverse, but our neighborhoods are typically not usually diverse. And understanding the history of why that is mm-hmm. and, you know, making sure that girls have opportunities to to experience cross-cultural events. And um, so we are proud of our girls. We have so many Girl Scouts walking in the peaceful protests, um, organizing activities in their town so people have an opportunity to come together to learn from each other. You know, that's the great thing about being a sister to every Girl Scout is it's every Girl Scout. It's not just particular Girl Scouts. Um, And we want our girls to understand the world that they live in. And and this is part of the world that we live in.
0: Well, certainly understanding how government works. And as you said, especially local government and the history of why things are the way they are is really crucial. It puts all the other, to me at least, puts all the other things that the girls are learning and experiencing into some sort of context so they can see as an overall picture. Um, One of the last things uh, I want you to add, uh, just again, talk about. Briefly, how are you getting the word out about all the good works that Girl Scouts do? Now, again, my two sons, sons in the first place, and they're growing. So I wouldn't be someone naturally you would try to find, but how do you get the word out to girls about this, uh, whether it's participation or for funding?
1: Thanks, Felicia, because that's a great question, because I feel like we are the best kept secret. We are working very hard to use social media to spread the word about all of the great things Girl Scouts are doing. Um, one of the things I'm, I'm I'm proud of everything every Girl Scout does, but we have Gold Award Girl Scouts. That is a, the, the highest honor a Girl Scout can earn. And it really is a, a passion project um, about something that she sees as a, a problem or a challenge in her community and has to spend over 80 hours, usually more than a hundred hours working with others to try to solve that problem, but also make sure that that continues and it's sustainable. So it's not a one and done. So really, and so a couple examples of that, you know, we all know there's a a honeybee issue. Um, You know, we worry about pollinators. Um, We've had quite a few Gold Award Girl Scouts who've worked um, locally to increase the honeybee population, keep the honeybees safe, um, whether it's working um, to plant gardens that are pollinate, you know, that are attract pollinators, um, whether it's setting up beehives, learning how to be a beekeeper, but it, you know, and I'm like, wow, I think that's so awesome. And that, you know, these are high school girls, mm-hmm. but also then making sure that when they finish their project and go off to the next phase of their life, that that doesn't just stop you know, working with local farmers to continue the, the pollination or working with other, you know, community organizations, if it's a garden, to continue the garden. I have one girl who always stands out in my mind that she had a friend in school that was in foster care and they were graduating high school. And she learned that when he graduated high school, he would not be in the foster care system any longer and that he didn't really have anyone to support him. And she said, I couldn't imagine graduating high school, going off to college without my family around me. So she started a whole program to, to provide supplies to, to young adults aging out of foster care, helping them you know, with sheets and towels and blankets and just all the stuff you need mm-hmm. when you're starting out, whether you're going off to college or, or starting a job. And to continue that project, she worked with senior citizens at a senior citizen center, and they still do the project. Um, So even though, and she's still very involved in it, but even though she went off to college, you know, it didn't didn't end. So really trying to share those stories, and Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the issues is women we don't shout about ourselves from the rooftop, and we need to. No, you don't. (laughs) Yeah, we need to. to Yep. (laughs) You know, we need to. You know, I tell the girls, even if it's not for you, you don't want the publicity. Get it out there anyway for the next girl to see. Mm -hmm what you did, and you can lift her up. Um, So we really need to share those stories. You know, obviously we do news releases. We try to get the word out. Like I said, we use a lot of social media, but we need others to lift up our stories as well. And as women, that's a great way to support each other is to share that, whether it's on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, share those stories, share those, you know, wonderful opportunities that our Girl Scouts are doing. And as you said, you'll be surprised. I mean, you'll mm-hmm. be surprised that Girl Scouts are, are part of the Black Lives Matter movement, that Girl Scouts are, you know, helping save the bees. We, we really want to save the bees, that Girl Scouts, I tell you, are, are junior Girl Scouts, fourth and fifth graders. If it wasn't for them, most of our animal shelters would be in bad straits. A lot of girls work on what's called the Bronze Award and help animal shelters. They just love animals, of course. But, you know, collecting food, collecting litter, making sure that when an animal is adopted, it goes off with a little care package to the new owner. So our girls really make a difference in the community, and and we need to be talking about those stories more. And it's just not, you know, my two-person PR department Uh (laughs) who can do all of that. Uh, And we're lucky to have two people in a PR department. Uh but we we need each other to share those great stories.
0: I wish I were in first grade again. (laughs) I do it very differently. So I want to give you just one minute, if you can, sum it up and just, if you could, if there was one piece of information or something, one thing that listeners, you would want listeners to understand about Girl Scouts, just in a few words, what would that be? If, That they leave with nothing else to understand. What would that be? That's
1: a great question. I'm going to think about that for a second. Um, So I really would love people to to know that today's Girl Scouts is today's Girl Scouts. You know, we are meeting the needs of today's girls. Um, We are working with our volunteers. So, you know, if you're thinking about volunteering, please know that we have a lot of technology available to volunteers. We have something called Volunteer Toolkit, which has all the curriculum right, you know, in the palm of your hand if you're using a phone or or on your tablet or your your computer to help people. We know our women um, are busy, busy, busy. Um, More than 75% of the volunteers that we have work outside the home, whether full-time or part-time, and we know now with pandemic, women have even more to juggle. Um, So we try to make being a Girl Scout volunteer as easy as possible. We'll leave the the planning and everything to us and you you work directly with the girls. So I would love people to know that being a volunteer is a rewarding experience. I mean you will you will enjoy learning a little bit about your girls every time you meet with them, even if right Mm -hmm. now it's virtually. And also as they grow, you know, you'll learn so much with them. So being a volunteer can be really rewarding and and especially today maybe a little bit of distraction from everything else mm-hmm. that's going on um and i also would like you know families of girls in kindergarten to 12th grade to know that girl scouts is worth keeping involved with or joining um because we do give girls that opportunity to try new things to take risks to fail to start again and and to have fun to have fun by doing it while learning new things while doing new experiences you know it's it's And we're very relevant. You know, if you have an old-fashioned idea of Girl Scouts, look at our website, please. (laughs) gsnnj.org, girlscouts.org. I think you may be surprised about everything that we're doing. And to the community at large, you know, please support us. We thank you, of course, for supporting the Girl Scout Cookie Program, which is the largest girl-run business in the world. Um, But also, um, we have a Women of Achievement event in September. We're, which is virtual this year. Usually it's in person. It's our largest fundraiser of the year. You know, Giving Tuesday. Um, so many opportunities. Any day is a good day to support the Girl Scouts. Um, but we have some great events coming up as well. And we would love to have more people involved. We're always looking for volunteers, as I said, to lead troops. Looking for board members. Looking for people to be on committees. Um, looking for people to do you know career exploration with our girls. So. If it's something you're interested in helping the next generation of
0: women, we would love to have you. I just want, thank you, by the way. I I want my listeners to know that I will be putting links to uh, both the Northern New Jersey group, your contact information, as well as to the Girl Scouts uh, USA on my website, help me to understand, and along with the link to this episode. So, Betty, thanks so much for joining me. This has been wonderful and I have learned so much. And again, I wish I were back in first grade. I'd do it all over. Thank you, Felicia. It's been such a great day talking to you. That's it for this episode of Help Me to Understand. If you like what you've heard, please go to our website, helpme2understand.com to listen to more great episodes or better yet, Subscribe to receive new episodes as they are released. I'm so glad you can join me. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.